Welcome to the Ephesians 3 podcast. Here you can listen to the student talks given at Ephesians 3, a weekly fellowship where students at Newman Parish in Columbia, Missouri, speak on topics of faith and experience fellowship and life-giving community. Based on the passage of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, the ministry seeks to lead students deeper in the Catholic faith through community, conversation, and prayer. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Thanks for coming to my talk. I know most of you probably don't know me, so I hope you learn a little bit about me. So I uh, like this, uh, Ryan or Aaron said upstairs, my name is Mikey. Um, I'm a senior. I'm from O'Fallon, Missouri, which is right outside St. Louis, Missouri, which is the greatest city in the world. Um, I'm graduating uh, this spring uh, with a mass or a business, um, with my business degree. And uh, I'm going to get my certificate in education. Um, once I complete uh, the school year. Uh, I have three brothers, and kind of my fun fact about myself is that I have 40 cousins. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of want to get into it. So I'm just going to pose this question of where do you find God? So I always kind of thought of myself as a mentally tough person. Um, I always was pretty proud that I had um, this mental fortitude. Um my older brother and one of my younger brothers struggled with depression and anxiety the past few years. And um, I always thought that I was kind of better than them because I didn't have any of that. Um, then February comes around. I'm starting to have these thoughts. Um, I don't know where they came from, but it was nothing I could really control. And it started out small and I started building and building and building um, to eventually, you know, why do I deserve love from anyone? Um, and at some point I got to my lowest uh, place and I felt like I was worthless and that I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be loved by anyone. Um, I wasn't supposed to be loved by God. I didn't deserve anything uh, that I had in my life. Uh, and I've been dating this girl for almost four years at the time. And we were talking about marriage for a while. Um, and we did kind of change our relationship towards the end um, about having it being Christ-centered. Um, so it wasn't like Christ wasn't a part of my life, but I was kind of just more of that casual Catholic going to Mass every Sunday, um, Holy Days of Obligation, the occasional adoration, and the occasional confession about once a year. And then April comes around, and my... Um, mental issues um, started building up and became really bad. And they were putting a lot of pressure on my relationship. And at my lowest, um, I was getting around six hours of sleep and I lost 10 to 15 pounds in one week because I wasn't eating. Um, later in that month, my girlfriend broke up with me and I was definitely at my lowest then. And I thought I had this life built in my head. I knew where it was going to go. I was going to marry this girl. I was going to graduate. And I had this whole plan. And what was I supposed to do now with all of that gone? So I kind of found myself in this storm of anxiety and depression and, you know, 
I couldn't find anyone I thought that didn't love me and I felt worthless. So where do I go from there? So I thought that was a good time to turn to God. Um, something I realized that is that maybe I wasn't living the life that I was made for um, in this past life. Maybe I wasn't able to become as holy as God was calling me to be. And that's not to say um, that my relationship wasn't holy by any means or it wasn't bearing any fruit, um, but it kind of became like a barren fig tree. If you want to go to the next slide. So I'm not going to read all of this, but essentially there's this fig tree and at one point it produced fruit and now it's not. So what use does it have anymore, right? It should be cut down. So that's kind of what I've equated my relationship to be. You know, at one point it did bear fruit. Um, it, you know, I, I thought it glorified God and we got to a point to where, you know, maybe it wasn't doing that anymore. So God chopped it down. Um, I felt like God was calling me back to him. You know, like I said, I was kind of that casual Catholic. Um, so I think he was trying to find me and bring me closer to him and build a deeper relationship with him. So he was starting to use the soil, me, for something else after he cut that fig tree down in hopes that it could bear fruit in my life again. So losing the person that you love the most after four and a half years, you have a giant hole in your heart. Um, and I wasn't sure on how to fill that. Um, you know, I tried filling that time with other people, friends, family. Um, I tried distracting myself with different activities. Um, you know, and there's nothing that was filling that, that void in my heart. You know, I was longing to be loved and I couldn't find it from anyone or anything. So I realized that, you know, all those things would not be sufficient for me and that um, I need to seek shelter and God's love because he's the only one that could save me from um, this island, this desert, um, the storm I found myself in. So for a few weeks, I only felt comfort at the chapel. Um, I was there for hours, um, you know, not to try to impress anyone, but it was the only place that I felt safe or comfortable. So I would stay, I would stay in there for a long time. I can't go to the next slide. So kind of bringing in the Ephesians 3, into my talk um, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And I want to emphasize one part is the love that surpasses knowledge. I read this after hearing about E3, old E3 and read it. And this line stuck with me, it surpasses knowledge. I've came to realize that the only love I need is the love of Christ, the love of God. And I can't even comprehend how much he loves me because it's just that much. I was surrounded by all these loved ones and all these friends, and I still felt alone whenever I wasn't in the chapel. So like I said, I spent hours of time 
there just praying and meditating. And I was asking for God to grant me peace and give me peace of mind because I would just have these thoughts running through my head that I wasn't good enough for anyone, that I shouldn't be loved, um, that I was worthless. So I would just continue asking, Lord, grant, grant me peace and give me peace of mind. I asked him for the wisdom to understand the situation I'm in. You know, I am completely lost. Um, and I, I, I needed, I felt like I needed to know to understand the situation I was in. And there would be times where I just sit in there for an hour or two and I would just meditate and try to listen for the voice of, of my God. So it's human nature for us to trust people more, the more we spend, more time we spend with them, right? So I kind of just indulged myself in as much of God as I could. Um, I read scripture, I read Catholic books, I watched Catholic videos, and I felt, I, I watched The Chosen, and you know that was just a great way for me to visualize God. Um, and for the hour or two I'd watch, you know, I'd feel at peace. So I was lost and didn't know what God's will was for me. You know, I thought I was marriage with my girlfriend, but obviously that's not what he called me to do. So going to the next slide. My girlfriend recommended me the litany of trust a few months before we broke up and I never really said it much, but I thought that it was a good time for me to come back to the Lord. Uh, through the litany of trust. And these are just four of the lines that stuck out to me. And whenever I would read this prayer, I would consistently just repeat these four lines. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. And the first few times I said it, I really didn't believe it, um, but I stayed with it. Um, and eventually I kept saying it and saying it and saying it, stayed committed. And I finally found trust in the Lord's will for me. So you can't go to the next one. So I kind of want to um, emphasize another prayer is the St. Twinwin prayer. So St. Twinwin is the patron saint of Welsh lovers and for the heartbroken, right? So I found, I you know just Googled her um, one night and found her prayer. And this is the part that stuck with me from this one is that I asked for your guidance and assistance that I might find love with the right person at the right time and in the right way. And I just thought that was so beautiful that there are billions and billions and billions of people that lived in this life. And God is still calling you to one thing. You know, he still seeks you out and he still has a will for you out of all the people that lived. Um, and I just thought that was so beautiful. And uh, that really helps me to gain trust um, in his will. So, you know, I'm starting to, I, I gained his, you know, I'm starting to trust him. I'm starting to trust his will for me. But I still felt like I was controlled by my anxiety and my depression. Every day became a little easier. Um, I was uh, obviously at that time I was trusting God. So 
I was, I was just putting everything I have into that idea that I trust God. So everything that is happening in my life, it's going to go towards something great and it's going to bear fruit. Can you go to the next slide? And I found this one, this verse from Philippians. Had no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Jesus Christ. And I want to emphasize something again, this surpasses all understanding. You know, I was so torn inside. I felt like there was this war going on inside of me, thoughts flying around my head that I can't control. Um, and reading this verse again and again and again helped me to calm myself down. You know, my anxiety um, started to go down a little bit. But it was the idea that God will fill me with the peace that I can't even understand. Kind of like the Ephesians verse that I spoke about earlier, that the love surpasses all knowledge. You know, we can't understand this peace or love that Christ fills us with. So I thought it would be good for me to find a therapist. Um, so I did. And the one thing that we worked on was trying to find peace in the present moment where I wasn't depressed about the past or anxious about the future. You know, I could focus on where I'm at now, the love Christ has given me now. I wanted to move on from this pain that I had for so long. And I just wanted to go back and glorify God. Cause at this point I felt like there's nothing I was doing to glorify God and this pain that I was just bearing. So something I did was offer up that pain and anxiety to the Lord because in his hands, he, you know, he can wash anything clean. So now is the end of the school year. So I could focus on my, my relationship with God and kind of focus on um, myself in a time where I had no idea who I was really. So summer came around, like I said, and I started hanging out with friends again. I was with my family and that really helped me. Uh, just focus on the present moment. All I needed to focus on was what I am doing now. I was trying to focus on things that I couldn't control. And now I was able to do that. You know, I was free to do whatever I wanted this summer. So I was able to go out with friends, catch up with some old friends, you know, um, just love my family and the people around me. I was able to try new things and you know, through this, I was really able to find peace in the present moment, um, just with all these new experiences and the people um, and the love that God was showing me. So then eventually, I was able to find God everywhere I was at, and the people that I was with and these experiences. And there's a quote from Evan Almighty that I really like. Um, Morgan Freeman said that if you ask for patience, God just doesn't give you patience. He gives you the opportunity to be patient. So I moved into a new apartment this year and had troubles with that. And one day I was turning on my shower three or four days after moving in and my shower rod fell and hit me on the head. And Walmart was out of shower rods. So I went without a shower rod for a week. 
and they were finally in. So I went and I bought one. I opened it and I was so excited. <laughs> and that one was jammed. <laughs> and after that, I realized I was like, I was asking God for patience for months, 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 months. And I thought of this quote and I'm like, God's giving me the opportunity to be patient. You know, I could have gotten angry at the situation. You know, I could have gotten angry at God. I could have let it affect my day. Um, but instead, I calmed down and I realized that he was giving me the opportunity to be patient. So during the summer, I never really know, knew what I wanted to do after college. Business is such a wide field and I had no will to do any of it. So I did an internship and I did not like it whatsoever. But that led me to what I think God is calling me to do is to be a high school teacher. Like I said, I'm getting my certification after um, this school year. So, you know, it's kind of going back to trusting God and his will for me. And uh, I think I did find my calling. So that's kind of my talk. I do have a few discussion questions for you guys. Um, so where do you find God now? Are you actively looking for him? And how can you meet him in everything you do? So kind of just think about it, meditate, if, uh, meditate on it a little bit, and then kind of just discuss with the neighbor um, on what you're thinking. So thank you guys.